Welcome to Hey Ass Butt. Hey, hey, we're here again. This, yeah, we this. this is this is the show. This is the show. This is the this show is. that's supposed to be a supernatural, but we talk about you, yeah. Haka Show, and food. And we talk food. about we sometimes we try to talk about anything other than supernatural. That's painfully true, especially this <laughs> season. I want listeners <laughs> a little behind the scenes, a little, a little behind the scenes. So. Um, when this podcast was in its infancy, just being birthed into the world, I kind of assumed that we would just talk about Supernatural. But then... Like, for the whole time? Like, the whole time. There would be no beginning section. We'd just go straight in talking about Supernatural. And then Ben was like, we'll have a beginning section where we just talk about whatever the fuck we want to, and then a break, and then we'll talk about Supernatural. So, that's on Ben. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. Fuck you. Ben Ben did that. <laughs> yeah, it did. I don't think yeah. it was a bad like, idea, because I think we've had some great opening conversations. Oh, oh fuck yeah. But if you've ever been like, why don't they just get to Supernatural? That that was Benji. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. You didn't know you needed you didn't know you want it. it. Here it is. Here it in is. In your face. Bam. Did anything like inspire that decision or did you, did you just, what, where did you get it from? I don't know. Um, legitimately, I used to be a really, really, really big fan of the Super Best Friends podcast. Mm. And mm-hmm. I just liked how they just fucked around and talked about whatever. Because legitimately, I didn't just want to talk about Supernatural with you guys. I wanted to talk about what the fuck ever because I felt like our conversations like that were usually pretty fun and I thought we all had fun and interesting takes on different media, not just supernatural. Right. Was where I, what I was thinking at the time. Well, I definitely think the podcast is better for it because like, if you think we get off topic now, just imagine <laughs> yeah. if we didn't try to get it out in the first 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes we still don't. Okay, true. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, I kind of agree with Ben. Like, I, I also used to listen to the Super Best Friends podcast. But, any, like, generally any podcast that I listen to that I truly enjoy, they usually have, like, a fucking around section and yeah. then a let's get down to business section, you know? Yeah, My Favorite Murder does it as well, I believe. Yeah, My Favorite Murder they does fuck around do it for as a bit. well. Yeah. Most of my favorite podcasts just get straight to the point. But, you know. I think we've even been dare i say compared with uh my favorite murder unfavorably yes for 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 that reason yes (laughs) yeah i think the the comparison came when they were like if you don't like the personalities of ari ben and travis you're not gonna like this show (laughs) and uh fair enough (laughs) (laughs) fair enough If you're just like that bitch Ari is ragging on Dean again, you're not going to be a fan. And you know what? Accurate. Yeah. So if you're over here, like you know, comedy should make you think. <laughs> um. Stop talking about that. We're <laughs> never explaining it. <laughs> okay. God. So sometimes we, because we've been really active on Twitter recently. And um, mostly me. Yeah, I've been and tweeting at the president. You've, you, Ben has been tweeting, and I don't know if y'all remember, dear <laughs> listeners, but when this show began, Ben was like, I only have a Twitter for, like, tax reasons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tax purposes. 
<laughs> and now I'm tweeting at the fucking president. Yeah, he, he had a Twitter like I had. Um, I had a, a, a tick, like I have a TikTok. Like it's only because I know y'all use TikTok. Um, but yeah, we've been really active on Twitter recently. And I feel like we've definitely gained some friends. Yeah. Um, through that, like other supernatural podcasts, which like, thank you guys so much for talking to us. We, 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 I love talking to other supernatural podcasts. I don't listen to other supernatural podcasts because I'm so terrified that I'll like poach from them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like I've, I've listened to a couple episodes of the road so far pre starting this podcast, just to get an idea of like what was out there. And I like the mm-hmm. road so far a lot. I think they're really cool. They're like way more professional than we are. <laughs> <laughs> like they have like clips from the show. <laughs> oh, and damn. we're just like, if we can't reenact it, we're not talking about it. Um, <laughs> y'all just have to watch the episodes and figure it out. Uh, but no, they're really cool. But after I listened to a couple episodes of the road so far, I haven't really listened to any other supernatural podcast just because like i don't want to like like steal something from you guys which would be an accident but i'm you you know what i mean like honestly i think we're fine especially this far into our like show run like the run of our show like we kind of have and a podcast I think is all about the host's personalities anyway. So like I've actually listened to almost all of the first season of Supernatural Virgin. Oh, all right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they're, they're super active on Twitter. They're super awesome. Same kind of concept as our show. There's a, a supernatural veteran and a supernatural virgin. Nice. They're friends, and like he's, they're making him watch the oh, show. Oh, well, that's a major difference and... between their show and our show. Where they're friends, and we're uh, we hate oh. each other. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. <laughs> um, but um, but like it, it's still different because one, they're British. Uh, two, they're a lot more concise than we Hell are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, yeah. I I looked at the runtime for um Balls, a supernatural podcast, and it was mm-hmm. like forty minutes and I was like, Whoa, 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 what? What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah episode that's less than two hours long? I don't understand. <laughs> so I and Supernatural Virgin is also like that. Like their runtimes are like 25 minutes 35 minutes i'm like oh, how do you do it <laughs> it's, it's amazing it's the only, real an- the it's real answer is we just love talking we, we just love we love the sound talking. of our own voices yeah. yeah um i would like to do a crossover with another supernatural podcast yeah so listeners if there are any supernatural hosts out there that you would like us to reach out to about doing a crossover episode, let us know on Twitter. Cool? Hell yeah. Because I yeah. think that would be fun. And I would like to get more into like this as the supernatural like family community. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but yeah, the whole reason why I brought that up is because we've definitely made some new fran- fans on Twitter and every time like somebody's like, I'm going to have to check you guys out. I've never heard of you guys before. I'm like, 
one, we need to get better at marketing and Twitter in general. And then two, yeah. I'm like, hope you like us. Sorry we shit on Dean so much. <laughs> I feel like we really don't, I'm, but... I like how you not, say we, but it's pretty sorry, much just Sorry, I shit me. on Dean so ah. much. I feel there like I go. really don't, but... <laughs> It's it's Ari shitting on Dean and then me nodding in the corner like, uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh, yep, uh-huh. I don't, look, I only try to shit on Dean when I feel like he's done things that I don't like. So yeah. he just happens to do a lot of things that I don't like, and I don't think I'm alone in that. Particularly since we've gotten some messages from people being like, oh, God, thank you so much for shitting on Dean, <laughs> because no one else does. Um which I wouldn't know because I don't listen to other Supernatural podcasts. Okay, uh, anyways, what are we talking about this week, fellas, lads? We're, we're talking about food. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we are. Because we love food. I feel like food is another one of those things that we talk about a lot. Yeah. Um, Guys, sorry, I have to stop the podcast. Okay, sorry. Okay. Steven? Okay, sorry, my cat. Um... <laughs> I don't see the whites of his eyes ever. And I just saw something that was so light that I was like, did Steven get an onion in his eye? <laughs> and I was about to have to go chase him down to like get onion out of his eye. Okay, anyways. Um, yeah, we're talking about food. Okay. I'm going to shut up for a minute. Y'all talk some more. Travis, um, you, you brought this topic up. What kind of food do you want to talk about? I mean, the food I want to talk about was mostly like food that i've seen in shows that i like desperately want to try oh yes um or like eat and stuff I like the and, waffles like, from jj's diner from parks and rec oh yeah yeah or like i don't know why because like in some ways a burger is a burger yeah but goddamn a krabby patty oh fuck yeah like that just sounds like the best some burgers Hell are yeah, better than others this is true do what some burgers some are burgers better. are better than others yeah yeah that is true but like yeah something about the krabby patty just seems so magical yeah so life-changing and i like i feel like i'm on a mission to like find a burger that equates to the krabby patty and i haven't found it yet travis don't my it's other dangerous mission to... <laughs> it's dangerous to go alone so i offer this <laughs> advice to you take me what's that um exactly yeah um, i would like to go so with you. <laughs> I, I know you like hot ones have you mm -hmm. watched any other episodes that are on oh. first we feast with george oh and yeah i've i've watched the burger show yeah bitch those burgers look amazing um now my other mission in life is this was this was more of a mission when i worked in uh pizza places mm. but i wanted to create a pizza that tasted and had the same energy as pizzas in cartoons. Yes. Like, you know how pizza in cartoons just looks like drippy, but yeah. delicious and like still chewy, but not like soggy. Mm -hmm. Something about cartoon pizza that looks so amazing. That's the thing about. I've always wanted to recreate that. Oh, yeah, you know how, like, perverts on, like, uh, DeviantArt can make, like, the perfect human bodies because they're using a <laughs> pen and pencil to do it? Yeah. Right, yeah. I feel like the same is true for food. 
Yeah, that's probably true. Like you, like no one's perfect. Or like any food that's ever shown up in a Studio Ghibli movie. Like, yes. I cannot tell you how many like GIF and video compilations I've seen of Studio Ghibli food and just being like, man, if I could eat that. I don't like raw tomatoes, and I have mm-hmm. seen a Studio Ghibli character cut a tomato off a vine and been like, I want to have sex with that tomato. <laughs> that's how good it looks. <laughs> Um, I feel that. Also, the eggs and bacon breakfast from Howl's Moving Castle. Yes, with that super, super thick bacon. I've never seen bacon that looks like that. Like, there's a sheen to that bacon that just seems Mm -hmm. otherworldly. And I've made bacon and eggs like that. Like, I've I've made super thick cut bacon, and and I've put it in the pan to cook first, and then I, I cooked it with eggs in the same pan. And it's delicious, but there's something about seeing it in Hal's Moving Castle. It just doesn't even compare. Yeah. yeah. The closest I've got to something that has that same energy is doing a, um, like a breakfast egg and hash brown thing in a cast iron skillet where like I make the hash browns first and like dress them all up and then I crack the eggs on top of the potatoes and then just let them cook sunny side up yeah Yeah. and then when you go to eat it all the egg just runs all over the potato and it's still kind of cooking because it's in the pan delicious that is mm, so good I and I know what you're thinking binging with babish and you're right binging with babish it recreates dishes like this and they look amazing although i will say i think a couple of times he's fallen short of how it looks in my in taste in my imagination yeah. there i i think you have to give him a little bit of artistic uh leeway with that well yeah, yeah. also sometimes he deals with like food that isn't real so right yeah like uh another thing when i thought of the crabby patty I thought of how he recreated the bubble bath order. Mm. Yeah. And it's like a fucking 23 patty yeah. <laughs> sandwich. It's it's ridiculous. So it's like, yeah. And the things I've recreated um, from Binging with Babish have been delicious. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. I, I've used his recipes before. Mm-hmm. Me too. And they are really good. They're good recipes. Yep. They're really intuitive recipes as well. Yeah. Like it doesn't it doesn't feel like I'm making a science experiment like other like it like recipes. It feels like someone else is telling you to make it and I really mm-hmm. like that. I really want to make his breakfast from um Phantom Thread. Mostly because yeah. I want to make my own clotted cream. Mm, um nice. and it, it, it looks like breakfast is like my favorite thing to eat. I love oh God, big yeah. just extravagant mm. breakfasts and i like sweet breakfasts i like savory breakfasts like i just love breakfast oh food. you i i haven't told you guys about this uh recently i tried to make like japanese style scrambled eggs Ooh. and they turned out i overcooked them just a little bit but the way i was like trying to look up how to do it and something that helps keep them like fluffy is to put like half a teaspoon of baking powder in the in the eggs huh. when you're scrambling them, and then like doing almost like the French style where you do on the heat, off the heat, on the heat, off the heat. But instead of with a rubber spatula, you stir them with chopsticks. 
and mm. that makes the the curds and the eggs a little smaller. Mm-hmm. So instead of it being like super creamy, like French scrambled eggs, they stay a little more together. So that way you can kind of fold the omelet, and then instead of it being super creamy and curdy, it's like it's a foldable omelet that's still super runny in the middle. Hmm. And then you like I poured it over the rice and tried to break it open, but like I said, I overcooked it, so it didn't quite work. That does sound good, though. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the day when I was like, I'm going to cook a real French omelet, and then I made like yeah. 10 omelets? <laughs> you used like almost all of the I eggs. I used so many eggs. <laughs> and guess what? It's tough. I didn't cook a French omelet. I got and pretty you know, close, I will. <laughs> I will say, doing stuff like that is easier with when you're cooking with gas. Yes. Oh, Co- yeah, I believe cooking that. eggs in general on electric is so much harder. Yeah, it's hard to because you just don't have the same control you do as the as the gas. I in my dream kitchen, I have a gas oven complete with the yeah. flame, the flame things. I like them. I like oh, them much more. Oh, yeah. They're they're much more versatile, and I want to be able to make s'mores whenever I want. So rather than having yeah. to build a full fire. But yeah, one day I was like, I'm going to make, I'm going to master the French omelet. And I swear to God, I must have, I must have made like 10 omelets. It was ridiculous. (laughs) And they were delicious. (laughs) As someone who's currently building their home, I am definitely going to have a gas uh, stove and oven in my house. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, I'm going to come over and eat at your house and I expect the finest (laughs) s'mores. Fuck Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Here's a random it's, question. It's, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a four top stove Ooh. with a griddle in the middle. Ooh. Oh god, yeah. Oh my god. That's a good idea. We should make pancakes. Mm-hmm. Pancakes. That's Just exactly make, what it's for. Make a full English breakfast. Fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. God. But here's a random question. What is a restaurant? that you would either like to return to or just go and eat at. Like that's kind of hard to get to like somewhere that's out, like way out of the fucking way. Hmm. Well, the best meal I've ever had was in Paris. I can't remember the name (laughs) of the restaurant, but they served duck and it was perfect. Hell yeah. Duck is my favorite meat. Definitely my favorite poultry, probably just overall my favorite meat. And the nice thing about duck is that it is poultry, but you can Mm. cook it like a steak. You don't have to cook it all the way like you do with chicken. So you can have medium, medium rare duck. And it is a divine experience. Like probably the closest I've ever come to to God. Um, (laughs) And the skin. Duck skin is so good i've i've cooked duck before and here are my tips you don't have to go Mm -hmm. crazy with the seasoning and i know i've had peking duck a lot more than i've had just like duck prepared how i have prepared it and how i had it when i was in france and Mm -hmm. i would go ahead and say i do prefer how i've had it in france as opposed to peking duck although peking duck is very good i feel like um, Peking duck is like, all right, we've killed the bird once, but now we have to murder it again through cooking. 
um, which is not bad. It's still very good, but I, I like it the steak way. So when I make duck at home, I usually don't fuck around with the full bird. I just get duck thighs, which admittedly is very expensive. So this is a pretty rare treat. Mm-hmm. Skin on. Render out as much fat as you can. So you're going to sear it on, on the skin side first. Salt and pepper is the only seasoning you need. Cook it to medium rare, which is about... What's medium rare for duck? Hold on. And then collect the duck fat and fry potatoes in it. Because mm. duck fat is so good. <laughs> it is one of the best cooking fats. I've heard it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And duck skin is delicious. Yeah, 160, 170. Okay. 160 is medium rare for duck. Hold on, wait. No, I think I've just met this wrong. The official food safety word from the USDA is that duck breast should be cooked to at least 160, preferably 170. Well, yeah, the fucking FDA thinks you should cook beef at 175. Okay, it's 150, 150, 155 is medium medium rare. The FDA wants you to burn the shit out of everything. All meats. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Which, I mean... 155, 160 is medium, 135, 140 is medium rare. Okay, so that is like steak. Yeah. Now, I'm going to go ahead and say this. If you're not a coward and you get your duck from a good source, then I don't think there's anything. You'll probably be safe eating at medium rare. Which is to say, yeah. I've had it medium rare a lot, and I'm still alive. So, woohoo! Yeah. Um, I will say, if you want to order something a little blue, uh, it it doesn't just come down to not being a little bitch. Sometimes you've got a weak constitution. Okay, that's true. Yeah. So, and I definitely sometimes you find out the hard way. Yeah. I used to. I'm speaking from experience. I used to eat my steak like I want it to move when I stick a fork in it. Rare. Mm. And I've definitely, in recent years, had to up the. I can't eat it like that anymore. It's yeah. too yeah. rare, and it makes my tummy hurt. Uh, yeah. yeah, there was there was one time I was cooking a steak and it was blue rare. Yeah, because I admittedly was trying to cook it too fast, uh, so I didn't let it like come up to room temperature all the way. Mm. So mm. It, it turned out to be pretty blue rare in the middle, and I was just like, once I got to the middle, I was like, okay, I gotta, I gotta like pop it in the microwave or something to get <laughs> it. But that being Ouch, but that being said, I don't eat steak over medium. I mean, if I'm making it at home and I yeah. fuck up, then yeah, I'll eat it. And I cook it too long, yeah. then I'll eat it, no matter what temperature yeah, the, it's at. But yeah, I can't eat overcooked beef unless it's like a smash burger, and I am hankering for a smash burger. Yeah, no, I don't go over medium rare. Yeah, that's like the one time I feel okay, like sending food back. It's like if it's a medium, it's like I might think about it and might just gnaw my way <clears> through it. But nah, man. Yeah. Give me that sweet, sweet, rare, medium, rare. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I like my uh, <laughs> my dad used to do this thing where he would always, if he wanted it medium rare, he would order it rare because he knew that they would always overcook it. Yeah. Yeah. And by the time it got to the table, it would probably be mm-hmm. medium rare. Medium rare. Oh yeah. 
Especially if someone else on the table ordered something higher than, God forbid, ordered something higher for medium. But if someone ordered yeah. something medium, he would ask for it rare because then he would knew he knew it would come out being oh, medium God, rare. Yeah. yeah. Now my aunt love she won't eat anything below well done, Oof. and so if like she's going to the same restaurant, I was like, I right, I'm just getting a burger or fucking chicken tendies, mother fuck it, um, but. Yeah, because she'll get it well done because she'll, she likes to eat charcoal, apparently. And she'll, like, chastise anyone else who eats anything, like, like below that. Because she'll just, like, lean over and be like, it looks like you're performing surgery or some shit. Oh, delicious, delicious like, surgery. <laughs> that's what I'm thinking, man. It's fucking tasty. Yeah. I've tried well done before, and it's just, like, eating, like, a living rock. I was in, but, there are some cuts of meat that I'm like, this is so shitty of a cut. Or sometimes I've had steak from places. Like if I'm getting a, a diner steak and it's well done, I don't really care. Because at yeah, that point, right, I'm yeah. just like, I've lost all my blood and I need iron. <laughs> so. you, yeah, like you can't order a steak at Waffle House and expect it to be anything other than shoe uh, leather medium yeah leather. yeah yeah no uh here's what you do at diners get a burger or a patty melt that's their bread and butter fuck mm-hmm. getting a steak at waffle house or any other diner yeah and since we're talking about diners i'm going to talk about a restaurant i want to go back to <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> there's a place out in la called stands i think there's a couple of other ones but it is a tex-mex diner mm-hmm. and i had one of the best omelets and hash browns it was pretty much like a Colorado or like Western omelet, mm-hmm. but the hash browns had like a pico de gallo and a little bit of like shredded queso. Yeah. Oh, son of a bitch. The salsa was like, it was spicy enough. It wasn't like, you know, like salsa from like IHOP and other places it just feels like, like chunky ketchup. And there's mm. no, like, real bite or taste to it other than the tomato and, like, maybe cilantro if you're lucky. Mm-hmm. This actually had fucking a little bit of, like, a good amount of jalapeno and I think a little bit of, like, serrano. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was so fucking good. Oh, I've been hankering for that for, like, a while. <laughs> and it's it's nowhere near me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that and fucking uh, donuts from uh, it's called the Donut Hole down near Destin, Florida, which Ooh. has one of the best blueberry donuts and red velvet cake donuts ever. And they also have my favorite favorite Reuben on the face of the fucking earth. Mm. It is on this magnificent marble rye. Oh god. I just want to go to the beach. That's what I want. <laughs> yeah. I want to get really drunk on the beach and eat donuts. I want to go. F- That's oh, what yeah. I want. I want to get really drunk on the beach and go fishing and then make the fish I catch. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. I'm actually having a friend of mine take me out fishing because um, I haven't been fishing since I was a child. But from what I remember, nice. all the fish I caught when I were kids and I was fishing in the Tennessee River so we couldn't eat them because the river's so polluted. Um, right. When I was a kid, what we caught was dainty. <laughs> I don't remember what kind uh, of fish. Some fucking it was. brim. They were. I don't remember the type of fish, but they were tiny, and we just let them go because we couldn't eat them. So yeah, 
No, we just let them suffer and die. Speaking of things suffering and dying, uh, it was a, yeah, it was freshwater fish. It was a Tennessee River. So, um, speaking of things suffering and dying, here's a thing I wish I could eat, but can't because it's illegal. Foie gras. No, because you can actually get foie gras. It's just not prepared the way it was. Because the way of preparing it is illegal. But it is goose liver pate. It's very expensive. So, I found out about this bird through an episode of Hannibal because it's featured in one of the episodes. And the way they shoot Hannibal and Will eating this bird is like a (laughs) sex scene. Then I found an article that Anthony Bourdain wrote about eating Ortolan. That's what they're called. They're called Ortolan buntings. They are illegal to eat because the bird is uh, endangered. (laughs) Um, So they were actually made illegal by the EU in, um, to eat by the EU in like the 70s. And then France just didn't enforce those laws until 2007 wow yeah oh no sorry it was restricted in 1999 and then the french were just like no until 2007 (laughs) so ortolans are these or ortolan buntings are these tiny little songbirds that migrate from um africa to france and or to africa to europe and back and how you prepare them is you catch them, you drown them in Armanac, and then you roast them for eight minutes, pluck them, and then the the person who's eating them eats them whole. Wow. Yeah. And then you spit out the large bones. So I'm uh, Armanac. Yeah. Which is a type of Oh, it's a... Cognac. Liqueur. Yeah, liqueur. Uh, I'd said cognac. I'm pretty sure they're in the same like family of liquors. Yeah, they are. Um, there's a special hat that people used to wear while eating um, Ortolan and or head covering. Uh, the it's like a towel that people put over their heads, and some claim it is to retain the maximum aroma with the flavor as they consume the entire bird at once. Others have stated, tradition dic- dictates that this is to shield from God's eyes the shame of such a decadent and disgraceful act. And others have suggested the towel hides the consumer spitting out the bone. The use of the towel was begun by a priest, a friend of Jean blah 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 blah, I can't pronounce that name. They are rare. <laughs> um, some might say impossible to get. But Anthony Bourdain did eat one once. And Anthony Bourdain's one of my favorite food writers. And I would just like to read him talking about eating Ortolan. And maybe you'll it. understand why I want to eat this bird so much. The flames and the coquettes burn down and the Ortolans are distributed, one to each guest. Everyone at this table knows what to do and how to do it. We wait for the sizzling flesh and fat before us to quiet down a bit. We exchange glances and grins, and then simultaneously we place our napkins over our heads, hiding our faces from God, 
and with burning fingertips lift our birds gingerly by their hot skulls, placing them feet first into our mouths, only their heads and beaks protruding. In the darkness under my shroud, I realize that in my eagerness to fully enjoy this experience, I've closed my eyes. First comes the skin in the fat. It's hot. So hot that I'm drawing short, panicky, circular breaths in and out. Like a high-speed trumpet player, breathing around the ortolan, shifting it gingerly around my mouth with my tongue so I don't burn myself. I listen for the sound of jaws against bone around me, but hear only others breathing the muffled hiss of rapidly moving air through teeth under a dozen linen napkins. There's a, the, there's a vestial flavor of armagnac, low-hanging fuse of airborne fat particles, and intoxicating delicious miasma. Time goes by. Seconds? Moments? I don't know. I hear the first snap of tiny bones from somewhere near and decide to brave it. I bring my molars slowly down and through my bird's rib cage with a wreck crunch and am rewarded with a scalding hot rush of burning fat and guts down my throat. Rarely have pain and delight combined so well. I am giddily uncomfortable, breathing in short, controlled gasps I continue slowly, ever so slowly, to chew. With every bite, as the thin bones and layers of fat, meat, skin, and organs compact on themselves, there are sublime dribbles of varied and wondrous ancient flavors. Figs, arbignac, dark flesh, slightly infused with the salty taste of my own blood as my mouth is pricked by the sharp bones. As I swallow, I draw on the head and beak, which until now had been hanging from my lips, and blithely crush the skull. What is left is the fat, a coating of nearly imperceptible yet unforgettable tasting abdominal fat. I undrape and, around me, one after another, the other napkins fall to the table, two revealing glazed, blissed-out expressions, the beginnings of guilty smiles, an identical, just-fucked look on every face. No one rushes to take a sip of wine. They want to remember this flavor. <sighs> wow. Let me say this, y'all. Yes. Mainly because this deserves to be heard by other people. If you ever hear of someone <clears throat> who used to do drugs, specifically anything of the opiate family, talking about food like they're talking about sex, <clears throat> believe that man. Yeah, right. Believe yeah. that person. Like, it's definitely that fucking good. <laughs> like... <clears throat> Their serotonin and dopamine receptors are fucked. Yeah. If they can feel that way about something, believe that person. <laughs> yeah. I want to eat them so bad, but they're illegal, so I won't. Also, again, one of those animals that's like tortured to death for our pleasure, but yeah. Holy shit, guys. Yeah. I'm just going to say that. Holy shit. Yeah. All right. Sophia is currently nestled up on my chest, and it feels great. Aww. <laughs> Steven is not. Are we at it? Oh, Travis, do you have a restaurant you want to eat at? Um, Nope, just my own kitchen, because I'm amazing. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, damn. There are definitely like I would like to go to a Michelin star rated restaurant at least once in my life. Yeah, I'm hesitant because I'm afraid it's going to be one of the situations where it's like the food's so too the refined, artsy, yeah. or pretentious. Like, I've seen a dessert that's like, here's a bubble you can eat. And I'm just like, great. I want a slice of cake. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know? 
And Michelin star restaurants are expensive. Yeah. Like, I could conceivably save up enough money to go to a Michelin star restaurant. And I think the closest one is... Is there one in Atlanta? Maybe? Um, I don't know. Near me. Okay. Yeah, I think the closest one is in, like, Nashville or Atlanta. Yeah, something like that. What I'm saying is it's not an impossible goal like getting, you know, getting Ordawan is. Yeah. (laughs) But, but still. All right. Yeah. Are we at that time of the hour? I think so. I think so. Travis. Uh Uh-huh. This episode is called What's it about? It's called Let It Bleed. I think it's called Let It Bleed. Jesus. That's what it's called. Jesus Christ, man. (laughs) I started Uh, it and I was like, whoa, we've gotten too far now. I can't back down. (laughs) So this is a flashback episode. It's a flashback episode to when Dean was retired and he was out of the life. And he's doing some grocery shopping. And he's in the store and he starts to get uncomfortable and he calls Lisa because he needs to know what kind of tampon Lisa needs to buy. <laughs> so they have a very so they <laughs> so they have a very humorous uh, air quotes humorous <laughs> phone conversation akin to talking on a battlefield and Dean finally picks the right one and then he lectures some boys looking at nudie mags, and then he goes on home to his happy life. And then Lisa's like, I'm going to free bleed. Free, free bleeding. Okay, um, Travis, is that a reference to the LSA we're recording for this month? You know what? It does sound pretty familiar. Cross promotion. Some... <laughs> it's only cross promotion. Cross promotion, that's ours. We crossed them. Yep. Yeah. Join our Patreon. All right. Well, I don't know if that's going to happen, but if it does, I guess we're going to find out. Yeah. So, so this. Oh, <laughs> let me get my notes out. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, I don't, I don't so, you all right. Guys. My first thing about this episode is this episode is the penultimate episode of this season, right? Right. I believe or, so. Are there twenty two or twenty four episodes? Twenty two. This, this is the last one before the season finale. That's insane to me. <laughs> yep. That's yeah. insane. Like, this is what we get as a penultimate episode? Yep. Yeah, this fucking trash. Okay. We this get horse shit. H.P. Lovecraft? Yep. We get a shitty homage to H.P. Lovecraft is what we fucking get. So I, you know that I, meme I, I wa- that's um, New York from Flavor Flav being like, Beyonce? Uh, that's how I feel. It's that <laughs> meme, but H.P. Lovecraft? Yeah. Well... I mean, I'll give Supernatural this. This this 
uh, season was finishing in like 2011, 2012, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. H.P. Lovecraft was super in the zeitgeist at the time. Like Cthulhu was hitting it hard. He was huge Cthulhu. Yeah. That's how big he was. Yeah, so but, I'll uh, give Supernatural credit for trying to stay relevant uh, with a relevant thing. One of my notes that I wrote down was Lovecraft opened a dimension and it had women and black people voting in it, so he had to kill himself. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, I just laughed too hard. Dude. Okay, yeah. If you know that's, anything about Lovecraft. That's how I feel about that. If you have read, okay, so I'm going to go ahead and say this. The use of Lovecraft in this episode, trash. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolute garbage. Okay. The use of Lisa and Ben in this episode. Trash. Fucking trash. I literally was like, oh, yeah, them. Right. Lisa and mm-hmm. Ben. That's, that's I thought cool. we were. I thought we were done yeah, with I, these I, bastards. I thought, we were, I thought we were done with you guys. Yeah, um, okay, so real quick, let's sum up the Amazon. Oh, yeah, let's do that. Okay, so... The episode opens on H.P. Lovecraft getting murdered by a mysterious figure. We find Mm -hmm. out later that he had a magical dinner party uh, with, like, six guests. Nine other people. Yeah, nine other people. And they were trying to open a portal to a different dimension. This portal was purgatory. Hey, you remember the uh, sexy MILF from Like a Virgin? Yeah, turns out she's the thing that came out from purgatory. Yeah, that was fucking wild. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Um, shock, I have some issues with yeah. it. Uh, yeah, who knew Bobby was into MILF? Yeah. This episode was just a mad dash to like, oh, fuck, we gotta wrap this season up, don't we? Um, it really was. Yeah. So, simultaneously, Lisa and Ben, or while... Bobby, Sam, and Dean are looking into what happened with H.P. Lovecraft from the one Jewish relative the Campbells have, Moishe Campbell, like he talked about in his <laughs> journal, and that's at the end of last episode when Cass and Dean had their little, like, heart-to-heart, remember? Um, yeah. At the end of last episode, uh, Cass wasn't just there to talk to Dean, he was also there to steal that notebook. Um, so the episode kind of splits off because Lisa and Bed get kidnapped by Crowley and Sam and Dean leave to go save them. And Bobby's the one who's left to deal with the HP Lovecraft thing. His investigation leads him to a nine-year-old boy who was at the party. His mom was the, like, maid. Uh, yeah, he was like that. She was the housemaid. Yeah, and it turns out that his mom is, her name's Elle, the the doctor who had the sword that killed the dragons in like a virgin and the reason why she gave the dean the sword was because she's also trying to stop purgatory from opening up um bobby figures all this out goes and warns her that Cass is after her and that he's definitely going to get her and she's like i can take care of myself because i'm this 900 year old creature from purgatory and the minute she says that an alarm should have gone off on your head, and that alarm is ding, 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 Supernatural's <laughs> yeah. gonna kill off another female recurring character. That's yep. good for them, right? Uh, I'm glad they get to do something they love doing. Um, 
yeah, she's not gonna, she's not long for this world. Uh, nope. Did you catch that? That's everything that's pretty pl- like plot relevant. Everything else is Lisa saving Lisa and Ben. Yeah. So Baltazar didn't know that Cass has gone off the deep end, and he's kind of like the, agreeing to double agent for Sam and Dean. Um, mm-hmm. Dean is just torturing and killing the fuck out of demons like trying to figure out Lisa and Ben's location and Cass is like like trying to help them but also trying to stay but you know Crowley at this point is like I can't, I can't let you help Sam and Dean anymore and and Cass is like don't you dare hurt Lisa and Ben and Crowley's like go fuck yourself I'm gonna do what I want um in Crowley fashion uh eventually Balthazar does find out where Lisa and Ben is. This is when he like tells Sam and Dean that he's going to double agent for them. Um, and we saw had a scene with him and Cass where Balthazar was like, I'm in for a penny and for a pound. Let's do this. Let's find purgatory. Um, oh, but we found out. So the worry with opening purgatory had been Cass is going to let something out that's even worse than the mother. Right. But also, he could explode and take a huge chunk of the planet with him. Yeah, that's a big problem. Yeah, just just just, just a titch. Um, no, let's make that DreamWorks logo. Fuck yeah, it. I know, right? <laughs> We're basically going to turn into like the ooh from Adventure Time. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, Balthazar can't get to Lisa and Ben because Crowley's angel-proof the place, but. Uh, Dean and Sam go through anyway. Sam gets knocked out very early. Dean has finds Lisa and Ben, but Lisa's possessed. She almost kills Ben, and then Dean is exercising her. And then, uh, Lee, D- Demon Lisa stabs herself so that Lisa will die when she leaves. Dean exercises her anyways. They go to the hospital. Cass heals Lisa, and then Dean asks cast to erase lisa and ben's memories of dean dean so the new memories say that lisa and ben were in a car wreck dean pretends to be the person who hit them he apologizes is tells him he's happy they can get their life back on track and then he gets in the car where sam is like kind of fucked up what you just did considering i went through something similar dean tells sam that he will punch break his nose if he ever mentions lisa and ben again and then the episode ends yeah yeah so so yeah i i definitely feel like the use of hp lovecraft in this episode was mostly because hp lovecraft was just in the zeitgeist at the time yeah, and had and no other reason to be in the episode at all. If you've read think, anything by H.P. Lovecraft, he wasn't pro-opening dimensions to other worlds. Yeah, no. he really wasn't. He... So, a lot of... It was more... It wasn't so much opening portals to other worlds. It was like, the stuff... Those old gods are still here. Yeah, and they're yeah. dangerous. You know? And they will kill mm-hmm. us. So H.P. Yeah. Lovecraft's work, and this is generally accepted by like academia circles, academic circles. H.P. Lovecraft's work has a deep fear of the other, which yes, does stand is a stand-in for like minorities and particularly black people. Legitimately, anybody other than cis white males. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
H.P. Lovecraft was not a good dude, even by the standards of his time. Um, not to say that, like, things were hunky-dory, but he <laughs> had a particular hatred. Uh, oh, yeah. For several, several groups of people. Jewish people, yeah. black people, mostly black people, women. Um, just not a, not a fan. So, yeah. And what's really crazy about old Howard Packett Lovecraft was that uh, old Hewlett, he had Hewlett Packard. Old <laughs> Hewlett Packard was that he had like five close knit friends, like five best friends. And they all died um, in the year of 1937. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. <laughs> and you know what else? They were all like of like marginalized groups like the majority were of a marginalized group were they even the person that was like an executor of his estate was not he was homosexual he identified and was semi-openly gay wait is that actually true that's what i learned from h bomber guy's video on hp lovecraft well hot damn h bomber guy hot diggity damn but yeah. it's totally possible. I mean, we're in the South. You hear that kind of shit all the time where people will be like, you're one of the good ones. Uh, yeah. God, I hate that phrase. Yeah, me too. Yeah. But like... Me and Travis... <laughs> I've heard someone say that phrase in the last month. <laughs> Isn't that great? So, <laughs> I'm real fired up about it. Yeah. You, you, but you hear all this, you know, there are tons of people who are deeply racist and homophobic and sexist, but they still have friends who are part of marginalized groups because, well, you're the exception. You know, mm, you yeah. act straight enough or white enough or understand that men are above you enough to where I can ignore your your differences. Right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it doesn't shock me to learn that H.P. Lovecraft had queer friends or female friends. or I mean, the amount of women who are, like, just straight up white supremacists kind of it's a thing you know it's a thing yeah um so i'm just glad that i've reached a point in my life where i'm not anybody's exception because mm-hmm. i definitely have been where i've made friends with conservative people despite my like overt queerness mm-hmm. and i i have been told like you're you're okay because you're basically straight and uh i mean they didn't say it like that but they meant it and um oh my god i legitimately had a girl once tell me that she didn't have to be afraid of me in reference to my attraction to women what the fuck yeah and that's that's hp lovecraft vibes right there Mm. yeah hmm I can't remember what I was going to say. My bad. No, you're fine. Um, I thought you would cut out for a second. No. Uh, Maybe. Maybe. Perhaps. Um, But yeah, that being said, outside of that, um, there's so much... There's a whole wealth of H.P. Lovecraft's literature, and despite the fact that he was a huge piece of shit... I personally don't think that 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 doesn't mean that you can't enjoy his works. Just also be aware how his like racism definitely influenced them. Um, yeah. And they could have done an entire I... like like this whole season could have had tons of H.P. Lovecraft references and like 
been straight up yeah. adaptations or oh, like reworkings absolutely. of some of his works and that's the honestly that is the coolest thing about hp lovecraft's works is that they're all in the public domain so you can do stuff like that. yeah and you can retextualize yeah. them to where they're not racist or homophobic or sexist mm-hmm. or you know anti-semitic you know supernatural yeah. could have very easily done that and did didn't <laughs> um and the fact that he's coming in this late at the game is just like, okay, that's, it would be like if yeah. in season four, we, that we had only heard about Lucifer in like the second to last episode. Oh, if they God. had just been like, yeah, Lilith's opening these seals. What for? Who knows? And the second to last episode cast was like, guys, I figured out why they're opening the seals. Let's let Lucifer out. I'm, we would have just been like, I'm sorry. What? <laughs> what? Hold on. Um, so, yeah, I feel like general rule for writers don't invoke a huge name like that to have it be like such a non-important part of your story Mm -hmm. because it could have just as easily, they could have just had some dude, like, here's an account I found of when Moishi Campbell tried to open up a, a thing to a different world. Yeah, yeah, it literally just could have been any, like, wealthy asshole back in the 1800s. Yeah. Or whenever. Yeah, just like, okay. Occult shit was super popular back in, like, the 1800s slash mm-hmm. early 1900s. They they didn't have to get into the whole thing about it. So, also, I've got to talk about L real quick. So about L, yes. L. Okay. I personally don't like shitting on people's talent unless they're famous yeah if they're famous i'm like y'all can go cry into your money about it (laughs) if they're not famous i'm like oh i don't like making fun of people who are just struggling actors in the field i want to work in kind of because they've already mm-hmm. accomplished so much more than I have, and it feels shitty to like shit on them for trying out and you know following their dreams, even if I don't think they're that good at it. Nah. So that being said, I got eight, I got eight letters for you. Well, Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> yesterday, if y'all follow me on Twitter, then you're aware. Yesterday, I tweeted, I will give Supernatural $10 billion if they stop casting actresses who are hot and start casting actresses who can act. And then I said, it's honestly a feeling that's hard to get across without sounding awful, and I have no problem with casting like beautiful people on television, but every time I see an attractive woman on TV and I see their acting, and I'm like, hmm... I can't help but think that there was a better actress for the part who was also attractive, but didn't fit some standard of beauty, so they didn't get the role. It's not just a supernatural problem, of course. I was just watching Supernatural when I noticed it. And then also I had a tweet in there where I was like, but of course there are a lot of really great supernatural actresses. What was that tweet? Oh, to clear up my point, this was the second tweet in my thread. To clear up my point, there are about 100 million actresses who can act and are also hot. Also, there are a lot of really excellent actresses on the show. Felicia Day, Kim Rhodes, uh, Brianna, mm-hmm. uh, Buckmaster, Ruth, Ruthie Connell, to name a few. Um, and I'm not listing every actress on Supernatural, but those are just, you know, some of them. 
of I think Lisa's mm-hmm. a good actress. Um, same with uh, Ruby One and Meg. Obviously, like Rachel Miner is amazing. Um, so I'm not saying that there aren't good actresses on this show. I'm just saying that uh, I, sometimes I see actresses get cast, and I'm like, they chose you for your looks. <laughs> um, and it doesn't happen with the yeah. male side characters. Like, I can't think of a single male side character that is a bad actor. That one. Isn't, isn't like, the CW in general, like, as a network, a lot of their shows have kind of this yes. thing going on, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like, um, sorry, Riverdale fans, but the girl who plays Cheryl Blossom is awful. She's an awful actress. <laughs> And I've seen enough of her on Riverdale to be like, you say everything, but she says everything exactly the same. Now, maybe she's better in other stuff, and this is just a direction thing. And again, she's rich enough to where I'm like, you can go cry to your money about it. That's fine. <laughs> um, if you want to know what inspired those tweets, it was the recap of this episode. <laughs> uh, because I saw the woman playing Elle, and I was just like, there weren't any other hot older women who could have been cast. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't think she's a very good actress. And her combined with the mother, who was also not great, I'm just like, supernatural. Come on. Surely. I mean, I know they're big parts, but there had to be somebody. You couldn't go down to, like, Vancouver's local theater and grab somebody, like, that season's Beatrice or something, and been like, I'll give you, you know, $200 a day. Do you mind doing this? <laughs> Do you know what I mean, though? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry to go on that little side rant. It's just something I see sometimes, and I'm like, there had to have been an actress who was better for the part and they didn't get cast because they weren't thin. And I mean, when I say thin, I mean real thin, white, Mm -hmm. and just like surface of the sun hot. And it bothers me because there had to have been people who fit that mold and they were passed over for people who I don't think were as good. Yeah. Well, that's kind of always been the problem with the CW. Yeah. Is that they always go for looks style, rather than style over substance yeah, sometimes, mm-hmm. which is the the theme of Ten Inch Hero. <laughs> Cross promotion. <laughs> Check out our Patreon. Um, we're not talking <laughs> about it. We're not talking about Ten Inch Hero anymore. <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's just and it's not a thing with the guys and the guys on Supernatural, like the male actors. Just there's way more um, diversity. I mean, they're still overwhelmingly white. But there's more diverse body types or looks, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. Diverse body types, really? I mean, from what I've seen of like the Flash, Arrow, Supernatural. Oh, I'm talking specifically about Supernatural. Oh, okay, okay. And yeah, the leads are all like. Well, no, I mean, yeah, obviously, like Jensen Ackles and Jared Padalecki are like surface of the sun hot. Um. Yeah. But, like, Mark, I'm, and this is not to say that Mark Shepard and, and Misha Collins aren't attractive guys, but I wouldn't say they're, like. Mm. They're on the surface of the heart. Yeah. Like, 
Misha Collins is maybe like Arizona in June. <laughs> and Mark Shepard is probably Alabama in October. Yeah. And they're not unattractive by I, any I've, means, but they're also like, no. I would say that Mark Shepard doesn't necessarily fit that like super fit Hollywood body type either. Mm-hmm. But I have seen numerous people, and I mean numerous people who are like not headed over heels in love, but just like just in a whole bunch of lust for Mark Shepard because they enjoy his accent, they enjoy the way he looks, and the way he carries himself. Oh, yeah. Which is I fair mean, and understandable. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Yeah, I see it. Yeah. Yeah, Mark Shepard's a hot dude. I'm not saying he's not, I'm just saying that he's not like yeah. model gorgeous, yeah. mm-hmm. you know? And yeah. I, I would say that, and again, just representing the people on this podcast who are sexually attracted to men, caucus. Um, <laughs> you just wanted to say cock. I wanted to say caucus. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going to say it again, caucus. Okay, but just representing that, the caucus there, I will say that um, I do think Jensen Ackles is more attractive than Jared Padalecki. You know what? It's very true. Yeah. I, yeah. I think that's fair, but I do think yeah. I do think Jared Padalecki's hot too. Uh, Jared Padalecki has a really really strong chin, and when he has good hair, he has great hair. Oh. When he has bad hair, he has awful. Can hair. I just say yeah. peak Sam hair? Seasons twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. Am yeah. I wrong? Is it like no. is this where it's like super long? Uh it's not even there mm. it's super long. It's just at its best. Yeah. They he either finally listens to somebody about how to have his hair <laughs> or they just get like a really good hairstylist. Also he gets him. some facial hair that is um let's just say it's delightful. Nice. They, Hold on, I I'll send a picture. At some point, get a beard. Yeah. I'll send a picture so you know you get it. I think I've seen yeah. a picture. I've seen of a, a picture of the JPad beard. Maybe I'm just looking it up for myself. <laughs> yeah, we should do a tier list of which male characters, male actors on Supernatural, like the tier list of hot. Oh wait, no, that's a bad picture. Here it is. I found one. I found a good one. Wait, I'm gonna find I'm gonna find one from uh, season. When does he grow the beard? Season fourteen. Yeah, that sounds right. It's been a year since I've seen season fourteen, so I barely remember really. Uh, here it is. Yeah, this is peak, peak Sam. And they got rid of the jacket, so you can see his shoulders. He's looking yeah. fine. There you go. Something something for everyone to enjoy. Hmm. We don't. Um, I don't think we spend enough time on this show talking about how hot the guys are, but trust me, nah, we they are. Don't. Yeah, let's do what uh, YouTube was doing like a year ago and make our own tier list of like <laughs> like <laughs> rating people, rating dudes <laughs> <laughs> from like S to E uh, or S to F. A lot of them are super hot. Okay. Oh, you know what it so- is. You know what it is? Jared Padalecki finally decided he wasn't scared of his forehead. Yes. Yeah. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> uh, 
He do, he's got a little bit of a five. Hit. Also, that is a but also in the picture. I'm gonna share these on Twitter so our listeners know yeah, what pages we're looking at. That second <laughs> that second picture you sent was not as flattering as the first. It's not that is true. But it also doesn't because have the cuts, beard. But that jacket though looks fine. <laughs> it cuts off the top of his head, so you can't tell. <laughs> He can't see, like, his widow's peak or anything. It is not the photographer's fault that Jared Padalecki is 10,000 feet tall. That's not on him. Okay, but I I picked that Uh, one because I like what he's wearing in that. uh, Okay. Dudes need to... Here, I found another one, and he kind of looks distressed, which, as y'all know, is uh, very good. Okay. I want to circle back around to talk about the episode. Oh, what? Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, Let's talk about dudes. Dudes should unbutton one more button. God yes, damn it. Yes, agreed. Show a little um, bit of that color Mostly off. because on. staying on the track that Ari started about L, I just want to say that Bobby is also in the Monster Fucker Club. Monster Fuckers yeah. unite. So both Sam and Dean and Bobby are all in the Monster Fucker Club now? Has has Dean fucked a monster? Oh, maybe not. Maybe it's just Sam multiple times. Yeah, Sam has fucked more than one monster for sure. <laughs> oh no, Dean may have. Yeah, because he fucked an angel. Yeah. Oh yeah, he did fuck an angel. I forgot. In like season oh, four. Oh my god, right? my brain is just like so off it today because I was like Cass. Um. <laughs> no, not Cass. Are you moron? So. Okay. This, uh, I also want to say this episode with the whole Lisa and Ben angle, it kind of also takes a very, like, taken kind of tone with, like, Crowley calling Dean and being like, I've taken Lisa and Ben. And Dean being like, I'll fuck you up. Oh, God. He even, you know? Ben even gets taken while he's on the phone with it, Dean. Oh, yeah. That, oh, that's what it is. Because, yeah, Ben calls Dean, and then Dean is like, they're going to take you. <laughs> He's not. He's like, jump out a window. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, yeah. Let's. I want to finish my thoughts on L real quick, because I feel like I can get through this very quick. Um, okay. L. If they wanted her to have this role, she should have been in the season more. 100 yeah like her character like, should have we we should have seen like bobby going to her for consultation more often at the very least yeah or she showed up in one more episode maybe where she was more mm-hmm. of a focus or yeah. had yeah. more to do with defeating the mother again it gets back to the fact that the structure of the season just isn't very good because they spent too much time yeah. meandering around yeah cut okay Continuing the fanfic I started last week. Cut Grampus. Okay? Mm-hmm. Introduce the mother earlier. Introduce Elle earlier. Have it all tie in way more to the Heaven plot. Like, obvious yeah. tie-in. Earlier. And we don't need to see much of Elle. Just, like, two more episodes, more. maybe? Yeah. Maybe have yeah. her be referenced more? Because this whole season has been her? Um, that just that joke, mm-hmm. and this, and and now it was Elle's turn. Her? Yeah, her. Her? Hit egg? Like, 
Yeah, so that's that's what I have to say about Elle. I don't think she's a very good actress, and they should have cast somebody who was better and then had her in the season more. And then her death yeah. would have hit more. Oh, I guess she didn't, technically yeah. didn't die this this episode, but... I guess, yeah, I guess she hasn't died, but she has been kidnapped by Castiel. Yeah, she's been kidnapped by yeah. Castiel. That's the last scene is Cast, like, being like, what's up? Which, I don't think her, I don't think she was wearing white, but her hair was white, so that's close enough. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, I feel like Cass should have said nothing personal, kid, before he took her. Oh, man. Uh, Cass wouldn't that, have gotten the reference. Wh- whoever no, the... <laughs> Whoever the monster is that uh, that is inhabiting the body of L or whatever, um, yeah, I wish we'd gotten. Is definitely way older than Cass. Oh man, you know what? L being more in the season. Oh no, no, she's not. She's only nine hundred years old. She says so. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because Bobby. So Bobby and L used to fuck, which we mentioned earlier. That's why Bobby's a monster fucker, and mm-hmm. um. In it, 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 when when Bobby's like, I know you're a monster. Um, <clears throat> Bobby's like, you know, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have cared either way, but you did. You lied about your age, and about where you're from. <laughs> you fudged your age. A and El kept being like, mm-hmm, it's just what a woman does. And I did like that exchange. <laughs> yeah, that, that was, was fun. that was pretty funny. This episode is not the worst. There are some like exchanges that I do really like. Um, and that was one of them, and we'll talk about mm-hmm. the other ones in like, you know, a minute. Um but yeah, okay, so you know what else would have hit harder if they if L had just been in the season more? Um, the fact that she lied to Bobby about being a monster. Because yeah. then, like, Bobby's like, you're a monster. And Elle's like, well, if it makes you feel better to talk about, to you know, to talk about me like that. And then she could have been like, not all monsters feel that way. And again, this would have had more impact if we just knew Elle better. We don't know what she's been doing. Yeah. She could have been chopping on humans this entire time. Oh, yeah. We don't like her because we don't know her. So her death doesn't have any impact. It's a real yeah. simple yeah. equation. <laughs> okay. Um, IMDb. Sorry, I'm looking at the IMDb for this episode to see if I can get direct quotes. This is what the road so far has that we don't. Yeah. Direct quotes. Uh, I've got. I don't know what specific quotes you're looking at or looking for, but I'm on the Supernatural Wiki for this episode. Mm-hmm. And uh, they've got a few quotes, but they're not very. They're not very helpful. Just like Crowley, your chocolate's been in my peanut butter for far too long. Oh yeah. Uh, but but peanut butter and chocolate is delicious together. I know. Oh my god. Oh, no, Hi, I feel glad like to meet you, Bobby Singer, paranoid bastard. Yeah, that is good. Oh, I did like the little <laughs> exchange was... between like Sam and Bobby know who H.P. Lovecraft is, but Dean doesn't. And I like um, Bobby's like horror writer at the Mountains of Madness, the Call of Cthulhu. And Dean says, yeah, no, no, I was too busy having sex with women, which (laughs) that joke's been around so much. It's a cliche, but I never get tired of it. Yeah. (laughs) I also like the fact that everywhere Bobby went, Cass had already been there. But Bobby ends up getting ahead of him just because of Bobby's care 
because mm-hmm. he talks to the nine-year-old who was at the party and the nine-year-old was like or like his name's Judah and he's been in a mental asylum this entire time because what he saw was just too much for the human mind and you know Judah tells him the story and Cass has already been there and Bobby knows that and Bobby says I'm sorry about your mom and Judah's like you're the first person who's ever said that to me and then gives him a picture and that leads Bobby to L. Yeah. Yeah. Um oh, and the picture is 100% like just the Photoshop. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's you know those um like when you go to like Dollywood or Branson and you see like take a picture with old timey props like it's it's that they went to that studio yeah. um i did like all the exchanges between cass and dean yeah those were good those were really good i i did really like how i i i feel kind of ambivalent about the fate of lisa and ben to me it was like okay we can finally move on from them yeah but yeah. just Dean asking Castiel to erase him from their memories it it felt like a very like a very personal moment for Dean to ask Castiel to do that mm-hmm. yeah and I I really liked that um I really liked all the moments yeah I agree um I do think that what happens to Lisa and Ben is extremely fucked up. And if it happened to me, I would be so mad. And I think it's fucked up that Dean asked for that. Like he's their keeper. However, Mm -hmm. if it means I never have to see Lisa and Ben again, I am happy about it. Yeah. That's what I'm at. Um, Yeah. According to the trivia on IMDb, it is the last appearance of Lisa and Ben. And uh, yes, uh, yes. It just it felt so tacked on and unnecessary for the entirety. Like there were parts that were it was fine, yeah. it was cool, but they just got so like the returns just got so diminished after a while, mm-hmm. like. I hate to be, like, so, like, callous with what I'm about to say, but I feel like they would have been way better utilized if they had been killed off episodes ago. Or just let them be. Like, honestly, I just feel like like they didn't need to be in this episode at all. Like... They didn't have to... I feel like the what happened the last time we saw them? The last time we saw them, Lisa was going on a date, which, by the way, her boyfriend died this episode. He was killed by Crowley's demons, so I wonder how they're going to explain that. How them, how them, Lisa and Ben, going to get out of this one? There's a corpse on their floor. Um, Maybe Cass took care of it. And sure he did. Yeah, so. Ben called Dean and was like, we're being attacked by a monster. But then it turned out that Lisa was just going on the third date when anal happens. And, um, Um. (laughs) (laughs) uh, which Ben knew, of course. And, uh, Ben and, and Dean had a conversation where Dean was like, oh God, now I'm just imagining you like in that scene, Ben. Um, (laughs) Uh, Ben and Dean had a conversation where Dean was like look I'm done with you guys like it's not safe for me to come back here hunting sucked up I don't want you to be a hunter and Ben's like I thought you were my real dad and then like 
Yeah, that, that at that point, the story is over. Lisa and Ben's yeah. are done. We're good. We don't need to mm-hmm. revisit mm-hmm. all of this. We're just leave on me. Um, we don't need to tie up this loose yeah, end. Yeah, the, like, the end's tied up. Stop double knotting. Um, that being said, I found some reviews on IMDb, and you know how this entire season I've been like, were people just clamoring for more Lisa and Ben? Back in 2011, was that like a thing people needed? Are they clamoring on IMDb? Well, I found some interesting uh, yeah, answers. Do you want yeah. to hear? Okay. This is from Cubs and Culture, who gave a 7 out of 10. The Lisa Ben story deserved a better send off, and it was actually published in 2020. So this doesn't tell me what people wanted in 2011, but here we go. I might be alone in this regard, but the Lisa Ben story in season six is my favorite aspect of the season. It is Dean and his most different and uncomfortable, i.e. interesting. That's fair. Overall, I think the storyline is worth telling. There's just something to seeing Dean trying to be a father and partner. The writers clearly picked up on, picked up on this, given that they expanded upon the father idea with spoiler alert. But I don't like the ending of this story. The finality of the resolution is exceptionally harsh, and while Ackles sells it, well enough it feels like a regression of dean's character fair moreover this episode has a vibe of just going through the motions to wrap up the storyline that writers or fans lost interest in it is a the big disappointment in the season uh you nailed it cousin culture i agree nice. i agree with the end of their statement yes. yeah I disagree heavily with the beginning of their fucking statements. Well, yeah, I don't, again, I don't really, I mean, I get that Dean's different here than how he is when he's in hunter yeah. mode, and that is interesting to me, but it's this, yeah, I didn't want more Lisa and Ben. I didn't, it wasn't my favorite aspect of the season. You could have cut them entirely. I, would, I wouldn't have cared. Well, I would have cared. I would have been fine. Yeah, huh? Yeah. If they had just like cut it entirely, if they had never gone back to it, like after the last time we saw oh, them, yes. they didn't have to go back and tie this yeah. up. I don't, I think literally only culture person here would have been the only person to ask what happened to Lisa and Ben and it would have been fine. And I think this season would have been better for that. I agree. If they, yeah. if they didn't circle around back. To I it. do think they needed Ben and Lisa a little bit in season six, because if it had just started with Dean hunting again, I would have been like, wait, didn't you go to Lisa and Ben? How do we get from point A to point B? But yeah, yeah not as much as we got for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, here's another review. Warning spoilers, a powerful episode marred by a senseless ending um, by who wrote this? That's an interesting username. Lafie Le- Chartreuse. Okay. That is an interesting username. Yes. For the most part, this episode was intense, suspenseful, and quite well done, up until the last, very last few minutes. Dean's final act with regard to Lisa and Ben makes no sense at all. Removing their memory of him is not going to protect them in any way. Valid. <laughs> um, yeah. Quite the reverse. The reason Crowley targeted them is because Dean cared about them, which he still does. Their feelings for him have nothing to do with it. So they're still just as likely to be attacked by Crowley or by our other supernaturals as before, more so of anything since Dean probably angered Crowley considerably, and there's no reason he'd hesitate to make good on his threat to them. The only difference is that they now have no idea what's out there or who to call for help if something does come after them, so they're actually much more likely to be hurt or killed than they would have been otherwise. 
They just don't have any idea why it's happening. How exactly is this an improvement? Of course, all that only applies if you assume that the world of Supernatural operates on actual logic. (laughs) But many past events have shown (laughs) that logic takes a backseat to drama, emotional impact, and sometimes even mere convenience. So this may have simply been a way of writing them out of the show in a suitably angst-producing way, while leaving open the option of bringing them back at some point. Fuck. Did Nerado write that review? <laughs> Shit. We need to we need to message Ron and be oh, like, man. "Are you Lafi Chartreuse <laughs> on IMDb? <laughs> you watch more?" <laughs> yeah, I mean, this person still gave oh, the episode an eight out of ten. So, um, fuck. Yeah. All right. Yeah. No. All right. Well. Um, yeah, valid. Uh, well, Dean does, Lisa, and Ben is basically what I complain about that superheroes do to their loved ones. Keep them in the dark. Yeah. <laughs> um, yep. <laughs> and then, when they get attacked, they're like, why is this happening? I don't know Spider-Man. Aunt May, it's me. Yeah, it's, uh... <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> this is why... I, I think I've said this on the podcast. You should let your loved ones know that you're a superhero. So yeah. that they can prepare to be attacked by Doc Ock. Um, <laughs> Travis, as a first-time viewer of this mm-hmm. episode, how do you feel about what happened with Lisa and Ben? I mean, I said I'm very ambivalent about it. Like, I'm just glad that we don't have to have Lisa and Ben anymore. Yeah. Um, like, sucks for Dean that he's sad about it, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> like, sorry, Dean, you knew what you were getting into. Uh, you can't ever retire 100%. Yep. This is true. But, like, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's just, I'm so unfazed by it. I I said at the beginning of this, like, I can't believe this is the penultimate episode. Like, yeah. it's so, this, this, this could have been a mid-season finale, I feel like. Yeah. Um... Well, that's what happens when you, cha- you know, change been. tracks midway through the season. Yeah, it just feels so. I don't even. I don't want to say unfinished, but it's just so unsatisfying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, exactly. I don't even know what happened in this episode, to be honest. Well, honestly, like, not a lot does. Yeah, like a lot got tacked on to like finishing up mm-hmm. storylines <clears throat> that were just yeah. So what yeah. the only things we found out in this episode are that if Castiel tries to absorb all the souls in pur- purgatory, he'll blow up like a thousand nuclear bombs, uh, and, and he'll be like that dude at the end of the I think it's Meaning of Life from Monty Python where it's the dude at the restaurant. Uh, Y'all know what I'm talking I about. It's been so long it's since been, I've seen yeah. Meaning of Life. Okay, I. Okay. But yeah, like this episode was really just not important. Nope. And for a nope. for a, a f- with the episode being the one that is supposed to be followed by the season finale, that's bad. I'm I'm not looking forward to the next episode at all. Yeah. Because all right, I'm, I'm... I can't even imagine why it'll happen <laughs> or what's going to happen. You know. Alright, let me tell you why I am super excited about the next episode. I am hyped beyond belief, guys. Why is that? You know why? Because it's the last episode of season six, and then we get to go to season seven. <laughs> yes, fucking <laughs> man. We are almost goddamn done. Oh, We're man. there, guys. It's within reach. We're yeah. at the finish line. Uh, it feels like... For fuck's sake. Yeah. 
it feels like we have been doing season six all year. Yeah. We kind of have. I mean, these past three months have felt like an eternity, so (laughs) that compounded with the fact that season six is just no. Exactly one half of 2020 has been us doing season six. God. And I. God damn it. (laughs) Okay, so. I want to talk about what happens in Crowley's warehouse where he has Lisa and Ben. Do you remember when demons were threatening? Yeah. Oh, I wrote a note about that where uh, when Dean is like in the room where, or he's like coming up on the room where Lisa and Ben are. And we just hear a bunch of video game sound effects of him punching. Yeah, we just hear a... (laughs) We hear a Foley fight outside. Yep. (laughs) And then all the demons are like, let's be NPCs from video games in Skyrim, (laughs) where it's like, you shoot a guard, and then the other one's like, oh, what happened? (laughs) And then then you just keep shooting them, and they just keep falling over. So, um, what I found particularly egregious, because I know, so our boys have leveled up. They have tools that make it easier for them to take out demons. I do think it's a little ridiculous that Dean's able to just, yeah, go after them one-on-one, because I imagine a large Mm -hmm. group of demons, even with the demon-killing knife, would be a problem. But, I I don't know, demons are wimps now. in other situations, they have been. Yes, I agree. Like, I definitely remember earlier this season... Sam and Dean being like, how are we going to defeat these demons? We only have one knife. Hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a mystery. And now it's like, let's rush into Demon Bunker with one knife and one shotgun and we're good. Yeah. And also, yeah. like, only, I don't know, maybe a the ch- power of love spurred Dean on. A child shooting a fucking shotgun at demons as well. When did salt rounds put demons down for the count? Hmm. I don't think they're salt rounds specifically. Dean calls them salt he rounds. Does. He they? says, he grab the salt gun. Salt uh, but what's most egregious to me about Dean handling the demons, I would say the most insulting thing to long-term fans of Supernatural is the fact that Dean performs a full exorcism and the demon in question is not restrained in any way, not under a devil's trap, and she mm-hmm. just lets him do it. The only thing she does is she stabs herself. Do you remember back in like season one and two when performing an exorcism on a demon was like really hard because you had to do it under the stress of dealing with that demon just beating the shit out of you? Or like... Even if it were, even if the demon were in the devil's trap, they you still got affected by like them using their like telekinetic powers around you. Yeah, but Dean, that was when Dean was like maybe level five or ten. <laughs> oh, okay. See, he's got like a, he's got a lot he more can, skill points now. He can speed now. run through he's the put, exorcism. No, he put a lot more points into faith and charisma. Maybe <laughs> Dex. <laughs> Guys, he met his saving throw. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> he he gets look okay we all know that every D turn is six seconds right so as long mm-hmm. as he can get the exorcism done in six seconds the demon has to wait until it's the dm's turn to attack back duh uh, <laughs> yeah i towards the end of this episode i wrote down that it did really feel like a video game because it was like 
Dean, you know, single-handedly fighting his way through demons, and then it turns into a, uh, what's it called? Um, a one-on-one. An es- an, or an escort mission where Dean has to take care of Lisa and Ben and gives Ben a gun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, God. Guys, when Dean was doing that exorcism, we didn't see it because we had flashback to Sam being unconscious. But um, he actually had Fooster Dodd Lisa. So she was stunned. So she couldn't <laughs> attack back. Uh, that's okay. Whew, I'm glad we figured that out. Um, oh, I can't remember why I wrote this down or what context it was coming from. I know it was towards the end of the episode. And I think it was just in the context of Sam and Ben and Lisa all trying to get out of there. Mm. I wrote down a family that hunts together eventually all dies a horrific death. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. True to form. And yeah, that's how I... Because before, I guess before the hospital scene, I straight up thought Lisa and Ben were, like, done for this world. Even though I don't think Supernatural would kill children in that manner. I mean, they've... Not on screen. Yeah, not on screen. Not on screen, anyway. Not anyone, not any child that has, like, a name. (laughs) I don't think so. It's like, yeah, I don't know. But... Yeah, I was like, oh, Sleesa and Ben are done for. Yeah. <laughs> no. If no. Um yeah. I just when Dean was doing that exorcism and the demon just stood there and was like, I'm gonna stab myself so you stop. I yeah. was just like, Man, Meg One would have cut out Dean's tongue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If they had um... if if they had uh if this had been season one and Meg one, Meg would have just absolutely just she would have curb stomped his throat until he shut the fuck up. That's yeah. how threatening yeah. demons were in season one. And I don't have a problem with the fact that they're easier to kill now. I actually think that's a good thing because demons aren't new. I don't want to see Sam and Dean have to slog through every episode where they're involved. They are stronger. I get it. But there's nothing that Dean has done or could possibly do that should make exorcisms easier. Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm bugged by how easy it was for him to take that demon down. Like that Bob. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess my last question is, is this writing off of Ben and Lisa uh, and they're gone, and Dean has the man pains. Is this a form of fridging? Because Ooh. they're not dead. Yeah. They're not dead, but to Dean, they might as well be. I, th- I think mm, I'm going to say no. Okay. Although I do think there's an argument to be made where Supernatural does use women and I guess sometimes children as props. Mm-hmm. To basically, I mean, I, I definitely feel like that's what happened in the end of this episode. Like, yeah, no more Lisa and Ben. Dean's all teary eyed about it, you know. I do yeah. think, yeah, and there definitely is a loss of agency for Lisa because she has no choice in mm-hmm. whether or not she's going to have her memories erased. Oh yeah, which is pretty fucked. I'm not going to lie. And Ben too, for that matter, because he doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. So, it and honestly, that could have been fixed by just having a scene where Lisa asks to have her memories away, erased. Mm-hmm. 
you know? But this was such already a hodgepodge of an episode. I don't think they had time to, and I think that's why they did it the way they did. Because they had to fit so much in. Yeah. It's... It's. I feel like it's because they wanted to get rid of Lisa and Ben without actually killing Lisa. Because I don't know. I feel like just fucking instead of this, just like maybe kill them off screen, so that like if there was an interaction between Crowley and Dean, Dean just I don't know. He goes like up one more in power levels or some shit. Yeah, you're like. Younger Taguro stabbing Kuabara in the stomach. Yeah. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, to, to draw more power out of him. Okay. Um, it oh makes no. him stronger. Okay. <laughs> Real quick, I want to go back to Dean and Cass scenes because I genuinely really liked them. Um, and I found some quotes. So, uh, Dean. Okay, so Dean has been torturing demons left and right. This is, like, the middle of the episode. Dean has been torturing demons left and right, trying to figure out where Lisa and Ben are, and he's about to be killed by a demon that's broken out of the um, the devil's trap. You remember? De- demons are threatening there. <laughs> um, and But Cass stabs the demon in the back and saves him. And then the conversation that follows is legitimately great. There is a very earnest attempt to make Cass and Dean's sides have equal footing. Cass is still obviously in the wrong. But seeing his point of view reminded me of the man who would be king, where we get to see like where Cass is and his motivations, and that's something mm-hmm. that I enjoy. Um, and the exchange is so... Dean is like, Dean's position is you're putting yourself and a lot of other people in danger. You could let something out that's even worse than the monsters. You could Chernobyl yourself and the world. And those are all valid as fuck. And also like, yeah, Cass doesn't know how this could go. And he could kill a lot of people. And he's, I mean, he's doing it to beat Raphael, but just like Dean said last episode, he could have come to them and they could have figured it out. And Cass is just like, mm-hmm. no, we're too far gone. And also earlier in the episode, Cass and Balthazar had had an exchange and Balthazar's questions kind of imply that he thinks that Cass is now doing this for power. It's not just to defeat Raphael. He's about right. to become the vessel for all these souls. And and Ka- and he's doing it to like... To, 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 to kind of be like a god I am. You know, that sort of situation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So Dean, this is Dean's position. And Cass says, Dean, I do everything that you ask. I always come when you call and I am your friend. Still, despite your lack of faith of me and, your th- and now your threats, I just saved you yet again. Has anyone but your closest kin ever done more for you? And like, I like, there. there's just... Yeah, it is a really good line of dialogue. It's a it's a good line yeah. of dialogue. I think that it's just gets across like where it's Cass on a good is. Episode. Yeah, or it's wasted on a bad episode. My bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I um, I was a fan. 
was a fan. Mm-hmm. And again, sowed the seeds just a little more, you know? Yeah. Just could have been the whole season. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, the more that I think about it, a season of Dean and Castiel being at odds sounds really cool. Yeah. And it's too bad that we didn't get it out of this season. Yeah. There's an episode of Community, or a couple of episodes of Community, that I wish that this season would have invoked more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, sure, Community came out after Supernatural, or especially after this season of Supernatural, I believe. Mm-hmm. But it's the episodes where Troy and Abed are at war between the blanket fort and the pillow yeah. fort. <laughs> and it's two besties just fighting it out. Mm-hmm. Like a tooth and pillow <laughs> at each other's throats. And just the way it's set, the way the story is told, it just has so much heart. And it's two episodes. It is just two fucking episodes yeah. that it happens. But I don't know. I wish this season had had more of that because clearly Cass was the big bad the whole yeah. time. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I think the thing, yeah, I think we talked about this last episode, but the thing that's frustrating is that it's so close to being something special. And yeah. it just falls flat. Falls flat, yeah. Yeah. But, but hey, like I said earlier, we're one episode away. Like, season seven is not fantastic. But it's more fun, and that's what I'm kind of needing and wanting right now out of Supernatural, yeah. out of rewatching Supernatural. Season 7 <laughs> is fantastic, and mm. more fun. No, I am honestly don't remember Season 7 very well, but I do remember liking it a lot. Um, and yeah. also, one of my favorite characters gets introduced. Yay! Yeah. We get a really good, we get a real, really awesome secondary character. We get a really awesome big mm-hmm. bad and we get way better freaks of yes. the weeks. Yes. All right. Um, yeah. What else? What else can we say about this episode? Oh, we get another um, like demons lie. Um, we're like, yeah, Lisa, Lisa's like the demon. Lisa is like. You're, ben, your real dad is Dean, and he still abandoned you. And we're like, Mer? and then Dean's like, no. And then the demon's like, yeah, no, I was kidding. Um, so we know for official, Dean is not Ben's dad, which we already knew because Lisa said so in the first episode we met. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. <clears throat> so yeah. Um, I like Balthazar this episode. I like him every episode he's in. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he was the best part of this episode. I think it's... Uh, okay, I, I thought I was done, but here's one last thought. Mm-hmm. Um, ba- Cass is doing, effectively, what Balthazar was trying to do at the beginning of this season, right? Yeah. Be threatening? No. Oh. Get people to sign their souls over to Balthazar so he could have more power. Right. And then turns out, flip flop. That's what Cass is doing with Purgatory. Yeah. Oh, also. I, I think that's an interesting little flip. Yeah. Also, we got a little of information about how souls are used as power, which has always been kind of like. 
not gone into. So I guess yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. So I guess that is kind of interesting. The souls souls are just kind of the. I mean, they're really just a concept, right? Mm-hmm. They're not really like a thing. I mean, your soul is you outside of your body in Supernatural. Right. We're going we're gonna to go into more of this when we do the Freak of the Week for Souls. Um, so your soul is you outside of your body. and But it's never really gone into like how Cass is able to use that power. How do souls give you energy? And I guess what you need to do is use them as a vessel. Like you need to put them in something to use them. And that something has right. to be cats or is going to be mm-hmm. cats. But is that what Raphael's doing too? Or is, is Raphael just so strong because they're an archangel that it doesn't really matter? Do you know what I mean? You know, that's a good question. It's a, it's a question I, for the I, ages. Yeah. I think it is that, uh, at least I feel like, it is because Raphael is so much more powerful than Castiel. Mm-hmm. Castiel needs to find a way to artificially boost himself to be able to beat Raphael in general. Yeah. So that's why he's going after the souls. Yeah. Okay. I can get that. Well, well I guess we'll see if it works next episode. Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. I, honestly, I'm not looking... I, I'm not hyping myself up for any satisfactory resolution of any kind interesting interesting mostly just because of how the tone of this season has been yeah like it's all been very unsatisfying with answers so for a season finale i'm not looking forward to it yeah that's fair Travis is becoming a true blue supernatural fan. <laughs> I love it. It's, um, you know, it's interesting. That's for sure. Yeah. Slapdash. I don't, like, I feel like something you had to learn as a supernatural fan at about this point or in a few seasons was that you really had to learn to lower and temper your expectations when it came to the show. Yeah. Because Supernatural, if I learned one thing from watching every episode, and turns out I had been caught up on Supernatural all the way through seasons, the episodes of season 15, Mm -hmm. is that to truly love something, you have to understand why people hate it and come to terms with that. Sure. Now, that doesn't work for everything. And it doesn't make sense for everything, but certainly for Supernatural. Supernatural and Taco Bell are like the two things that I understand why people hate it, but I fucking love it. When you love something, let it go. If it was meant to be, it comes back. Yeah, exactly. I learned the hard way about finding a dog in my house the other day and had to give it back to somebody. I'm so sorry that happened. It was really sad. It was a a husky puppy, but like a six-month-old puppy, so when it, it could stand up and look me in the face... You know, that's what I had to do with Hannibal Season 4. I love the idea of Hannibal (laughs) Season 4, but it's never going to happen, you stupid slut. So you have to let it go. Mm. I saw a meme about Hannibal Season 4 never happening, and it said, it's never going to happen, you stupid slut. And I was like, I'm the stupid slut. (laughs) 
sometimes you gotta understand that you are. And I would walk 500 miles. Okay. Um. Anyways, well, I, that's all I have to say about this episode. And and mm-hmm. uh, I think that's all that ever needs to be said about anything. So, uh, time time to wrap this bitch up. Yeah. Hell Travis, yeah. the next episode is called "The Man Who Knew Too Much." Who is that man, and what does he know? And um, why does he know it? And so, also, how's he doing, and what does he taste? Sam and Dean and Bobby have been reading through all of the books in the family, the Campbell family library or whatever bunker. They've been reading all the books, especially Sam. He's read every book in there. He's read every book twice. And because he's read so those books so much, his brain has gotten so big that he can't handle all of that knowledge anymore. So he has to upload himself into a computer to live forever and ever amen and yeah (laughs) (laughs) um on that note i had a question for you guys because i've been waiting for this moment because honestly i wanted to pick something different for lsa i didn't want to pick tenancero it's just like that's available and it's easy fuck it what i wanted to pick was the movie that the next episode is based on man who knew too much that yes, is, the Alfred Hitchcock that is a good movie. movie. Yeah, yeah. Would that have would that have been apropos? Um, I mean, I don't think anyone from Supernatural is in it. Yeah, definitely not. <laughs> I don't. I know. I know that's like the main stipulation, but I would like. I would at least like to propose that we open it up to their own references as well. We'll be doing LSA forever. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, we'll be doing it as long as we're doing the podcast, right? Well, yeah. I assume so. Um, so. I'm going to leave that up to the listeners. Listeners, you answer that. Okay. If that's something you like to see. Yeah. I would say I think we would have to put some heavy stipulations on it. Because oh, well, like there's... It, it has to be something like the next episode where it's clearly a reference to yeah. that. Where it's a clear and defined ref- like reference. You can't like pull something... Like way, like a throwaway line. Well, there's so many references to Supernatural makes so many like visual references and you know mm. uh, physical or like spoken references. We could do anything. Yeah, <laughs> with the, this is with true. The most tertiary uh, connection. We could have done Back to the Future yeah. three just because of like what Frontierland. Yeah, Frontierland. We could uh, the, yeah. like. I think Dean says Swayze about three million times, so we can do any Patrick Swayze <laughs> yeah. movie. Like, but no, I I specifically mean if an episode is named after a or, movie, that's yeah, yeah. I don't know. Let's leave it up, listeners. Is, is that something you're interested in? If so, let us know on Twitter. Please do or Patreon. If you're yeah. a Patreon but, listener, you can message us directly. So hell yeah. So all right, well. Um, Travis, I don't know if Sam's going to learn everything and become a computer, but if that happens, we'll talk about it next week on Hey Ass Butt. Thank you guys so much for listening. Let us know what you think about LSA. If you want us to change the parameters to include, like, hardcore references, let us know on Twitter or on our, our, our on Patreon. If you would like to become a patron, that's uh, patreon.com slash habcast, where for $3 a month you can get access to LSA, where we watch things that supernatural actors have been in that are not supernatural. 
this month we reviewed Ten and Chiro. Last month we reviewed another Cinderella story. We uh, we do a lot of stuff. So and that's that's usually a fun time. So check that out. Um, I've actually been re-listening to some of our LSA episodes, and I do think they're pretty pretty funny. Um, we watch some shit for it. Uh, find us on social media at Habcast on Twitter and on Instagram, and then we have a Facebook page, Hey Ass But a Supernatural Podcast. Um, we're definitely most active on Twitter though, so follow us there. Um, thank you guys so much for listening, and until next time, have fun and don't die. Bye. They're so irrelevant that I always forget about them.